Okay, so the one thing Patreon does not have is pronouncers on names, so please forgive me if I butcher your name. This episode of the Adventure Jogger Podcast brought to you by Peter Keogh, Gregory Vallejo, Gentian, Violet, and Murthyolate, Andrew Dosett, Ryan Banks, Michael Nixdorf, and all of our Patreon supporters and listeners. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Adventure Jogger. We're answering some big questions and asking them as well on this episode of The Adventure Jogger. We're talking to a group of gentlemen. You're going to hear a lot of voices on this episode. Brent Ransom, Brandon Pageant, Eric Whittington, Scott Bach, David Nasinski, and Steve Meglin. The group of guys all got together with the idea of starting their own race registration website called UR Ultra. It's the letter U, the letter R, ultra.com. And they already have some races that are on URultra.com, but they want to do a little more than that. They got together with a whole bunch of people. And it's kind of interesting as we talk about why they wanted to launch this page, why, uh, what their goals were, what they wanted to do with this, you see that people kind of came into their lives with very interesting ideas, especially Steve. Steve is the GPS guy, and he's working on a technology called Racetracks, which means every runner would carry around like a key fob-sized device that would go into their shorts or their pack, and it would be live tracking. Yes, I already know we have live tracking in races, but this technology shrinks it and brings it on a bigger scale, and they're partnering with UR Ultra, And so UR Ultra is hoping that when you sign up for a race, when you register your race through UR Ultra, that you will also use the racetracks system. And if the system catches on and becomes something that is uh, reasonably priced for race directors and we start seeing at more and more races, gone will be the days of timing math and gone will be the days of guessing when your runner will come in fascinating information about what this technology could do. Again, we have it already at some races, but imagine if every race you were at, you could tell if your runner was going to be at an aid station in five to 10 minutes. Imagine if you were pacing a race and you can pull out your phone and say, oh, there's two people behind us. They're moving faster than we are. And they're about five minutes behind us. It'll change the face of racing if this catches on in a really big way. We talk about this that talk about UR Ultra and what the future could hold for ultra running all in this episode of the Adventure Jogger. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome all of you to the Adventure Jogger. Thank you, Brian. Okay, we have a lot of folks on this episode, a lot of, of people behind this. I'm going to go ahead, uh, Brent. And, and kind of start with you as the person who's the, the, the founder and the president. Why don't you kind of give us the brain? Show? How did how did you guys all decide one day like, OK, hey, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start our own race registration site for ultra marathons. We were on a run. 
<laughs> of course, yeah. right? All good yeah. ideas come from runs, right? I am not kidding you. <laughs> yeah, um, I just been. I started to think about it about three and a half, four years ago, um, and met Eric through just going to do a fifty miler. Um, actually, jumped from half marathon to fifty miler, and this guy thought I was crazy, so he kind of made fun of me, and then <laughs> actually finished it. And uh, then we started talking a lot more and started running. And you know, I looked at some other registration sites, and I was like, "Hmm, is there a way I can make this better and give back instead of just you know taking everything in for myself and leave everybody else out?" Um, so Eric and I started talking. We're big big people that like to give back. And so that's basically how everything started. We just, we run together all the time and we started going on a run and then just started talking back and forth. I was like, Hey Eric, what do you think if we did this? And he goes, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, well I better start programming. (laughs) I remember the exact run in the conversation actually word for word. It was, uh, yeah. Well, take us back to that moment because here you are making fun of this guy from going from half marathon to 50 miler. And the next thing well, you know, he's got it, big it, plans. It's a little bit deeper than that. You see, it was more than making fun of him. It was, he was trying to beat me. So I rubber banded the living crap out of him for 50 miles to teach him a lesson. <laughs> and the lesson was taught. <laughs> so no, we were, we were literally out on the Eagle up ultra course running one night and he brought this up about registration platforms and we started you know we crunched some numbers you know looking at how many races are on these other sites and by how many runners and we did the math and and i looked up brent i'm like you know i wouldn't know what to do with all that money but think of all the people and charities that we could help we could basically we we could take this on and, and help a lot of people and not just charities, people, organizations, whatever we wanted to do. It was like, yeah. you know, we, we could we could make a huge difference in the community, um, both the running and outside the running community. And with Brent's background, uh, and this was right before, you know, David came into the picture. Um, I was like, well, you know, I know running, you know, computers, let's give it a whirl. And uh, away we went. And then next thing you know, David came in. Uh, thank God, because that speeded up things about a million times faster. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny how uh, over the course of, let's just say, even two years, everybody on this call right now, this podcast, entered our lives and brought something different to the table that fits perfectly with, with this company and what we want to do and what we want to accomplish. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. So correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of saw, you guys are, are running on the course, you, you know, Brent has this idea. Most people be like, I don't know if I want to tackle a giant that already exists in the space. This seems like an uphill battle, but also it seems like you guys approach this, as an opportunity, not where you're going to, you know, build a, ma- a mansion out in California. This is something where you're looking to, to give back in a way and to support charities, support, you know, uh, races or runners as well, and just kind of give back to the community that, for me, I think is at its best when it's giving back. Uh, I think so, too, because, I mean, we direct, I direct 
uh, 10 races and every one of the races we donate to uh, a few different charities, mostly team red, white, and blue team Mm -hmm. RWB. Yeah. Uh, we give a lot back to them. In fact, UR Ultra has even partnered up with them, and we can talk about that later. But after the last decade, it's like when Brent brought this up, you know, it was like a light bulb. This is an opportunity to do something, to give back to at a, at a, a much larger scale. And we weren't looking at this as, hey, let's bring the big dog down, and we're going to tackle everybody, and we're right. going to take over. that. That was farthest from our thoughts. We wanted to come out with a very good product, something something that everybody was really going to like, something that was going to help us compete in that arena, you know, just like the rest of them. I mean, there's more than one big, you know, there's there's one big one, obviously, right, right. but, you know, there's, there's a few other, you know, competitors in that arena that do quite well. And we just figured, you know what, we can, we can do well with this. And, and we can give back quite well with this, you know, and and that was our intent and that's our goal. Yeah. All right. So you talked about how different people entered your life. What spawned from a conversation during a run brought yeah. all these different people into your life as, you know, Brent's starting to get things looking on the computer side and going, oh, God, I got to design a whole website. Yeah. So what happened after that? So Brent's, you know, we spent probably a good year where, you know, he'd do a little here, a little there. You know, we all work full-time jobs. So, you know, it's not like we're sitting down here side by side 12 hours a day trying to hammer this out. And, you know, we got pretty far after the first year. And then um, during that time, Brent um, was friends with David. They worked together and he got him involved and then... This is kind of funny. Brandon was a customer of mine at my bicycle shop. (laughs) And I'm not kidding you. And from becoming a customer, went on to become one of my very best friends. And he brings the the brains really to the table. So when you say brains, we all look at Brandon. because It's (laughs) it's definitely not me. You know, I have some crazy ideas, uh, but, you know, the brains is Brandon and you know, the, the way Brandon holds himself and carries himself as a, as a human being, as a person, um, you know, that's somebody that I wanted as part of our, as part of this, you know, it's, you know, it, we just had to have them. And, you know, just like with Scott, you know, Scott actually was a guy that drove from, you know, Minnesota all the way to Ohio to run the Eagle Up Ultra every year. And we just became friends and it went from seeing him every year to being buddies with him for that one weekend to he became, again, one of my very best, closest, dear friends. He became my crew chief and pacer for for when I run my hundreds. And it was like, you know what? We got to have you, too. You know, and then and then it comes to the the Megalodon brothers in the GPS world. Uh, they were customers of mine too <laughs> at the bike shop. Uh, actually, his brother came into the shop one day and I built him this custom bike and we were talking and, you know, we were, t- I was telling him a little bit about the site and what we were doing. And, you know, he's kind of shaking his head and I didn't know what was really going on in there, but he left for his ride and came back 20 minutes all frantic. I've got the greatest idea in the world. We need to partner up and we can do this and we need to be part of UR Ultra. Okay. And, and 
we got a lot of unpacking to do. So, we're, so. yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of unpacking to do. We're going to start with you, David. Uh, your coworker Brent comes up to you and says, "Hey, I- I'm starting this ultra marathon race sign up web page." Were you familiar with ultras at that point, or did you think he was crazy? What what did you think when this all came down and, and Brent's like, hey, you, you in or not? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know anything about uh, ultras, and I thought he was nuts. Um, <laughs> so immediately I started Googling all this ultra running stuff and, and read, read quite a bit on it. Um, and then it wasn't long that, that I said, yes, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and do it with you. Yeah. What was it? What 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 is kind of your expertise, David? What did you bring to the table other than you know not being able to say no uh, to Brent? Uh, well, Brent and I worked on a, a previous job uh, together. We we're government contractors, and uh, I'm the lead UX uh, lead UX engineer for the for a government project. Oh, probably something uh, so we can't I, talk about. Top secret yeah, stuff. Top, yeah, top secret. Can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I bring a lot of IT to the table, a lot, a lot of programming. Okay. Um, so I did a lot of the programming on the site, all, all the functionality. Um, there was a design in place already, so I just went, went ahead and coded, coded it out with Brent. Um, Brent and I were hand-in-hand hand hand at first. Uh, we did everything together. And then uh, recently, Brent took more of the uh, ownership side and ran with that instead of coding more. So I'm running off with the coding. Uh, Brent's helping a little bit, but uh, I'm 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 taking off with, with it more. Okay. Now. Okay. So you're the only sane one in this group. I mean, maybe Steve's sane too. We'll get to Steve in a second. But you're the only no. sane person, possibly of two, that are in this group. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. just one, Ryan. <laughs> Brandon. What what is your role? What did you bring to the table here? So I'm the CFO, so I handle the money, which I tend to enjoy. Um, <laughs> just you know. Uh, just you know, little little side thing there. Um, but no, so yeah, so I'm again. You know, I I handle the financial side of this, which um, you know, Eric came and said, look, there's there's a need here, uh, and talked to Brent, and Brent said the same thing. There's a need here. I don't want to do this. I don't. That's not not my area of focus. Um, so I was a college coach for 20 years, um, ran, ran some higher dollar budget programs. Uh, so, you know, it was kind of a natural transition for me I, after I stepped away from, from coaching uh, to a go into business with these two, two nut jobs. So, um, but, you know, I love them for who they are. <laughs> All right, Scott. We know you're the you're the outsider. You do not live in Ohio like everybody else seems to live on this call. You're you're St. Paul, Minnesota. What brought you into this mix here? Um, I guess, like Eric said, he's kind of like the common denominator here. You know, um, I'm a, I guess I'm a runner. Mm-hmm. I'm a race director, um, and I'm probably. I guess social, <laughs> literally. So I think that's sort of the thing. They like my face, <laughs> not just the face. Yeah, you know, <laughs> total package <laughs> going on. <laughs> so, what were your thoughts? I mean, you, you you have you have Eric come up to you and talk to you about this idea he had with Brent on a run. What what were your thoughts on bringing something new to the space? I was all in. I think I was. 
I think I think when it was, you know, I don't know exactly what what the the timeline when they first started and when I first got it, it was mentioned to me that it was happening or it was coming, it was being working on. Um, and I think from the get go, I I was already like shooting off ideas to Eric about what if we added this? Can we do this? What about this kind of a thing? What's uh, you know, I was bombarding I think uh, ideas over there to uh, to try to come up with things that as a as a runner and or race director that I you know like you said we've all gone to all the other sites for years signing up for races so the things you like or don't like and you wish you had um, so yeah trying to be you know good at good at some of the basics but try to bring some other things to the table and make them you know either more unique or or a little better what was one thing that you saw that that you think UR Ultra does better than anybody else? What were one of those holes that you saw that you're like, there can be improvement here and we can do that? Um, minus Brandon's love for playing with money, I guess. I, don't, I think it's about the, <laughs> the, the scroogelessness of it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's about, you know, it's not a, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, yeah, some of the big dogs are probably, you know, corporate owned and have a, have a big vault of cash, you know, but it's, it's about the community and the giving back and working with people that we, you know, the veteran owned thing. Like I'm a team RDB. I've been a team RDB, uh, uh, chapter, uh, leader director for years. And, and so it's just kind of, you know, a lot of those things kind of went hand in hand. Cause everybody on this call is a veteran, correct? Almost. No. Oh, okay. no. so, I, I'm the outlier on that one, Ryan. Okay. You, so no, not the only outlier. Yeah, the okay. only one. So only Steve, David and 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 uh, and uh, Brandon, Brent. you guys are not veterans, but Brent, Eric, and and uh, and uh, Scott, David. you guys are right. I'm not I'm David. Oh, so, so how would you get involved? Okay, there's a lot of people on this call, folks. I'm trying to keep track of all this, all right. but so you're involved. Eric, Brent, and David were veterans. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And the rest of them, are, I believe, are all part of Team RWB, uh, involved with the veteran activities. So, in one way or another, they're all involved. Because Team I RWB, come from a military family. Okay. I come from a military, fa- military family, and so gotcha. like, uh, okay. dad and brother and uncles and nephews, and and I'm I, I am an outlier in my family as well. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that Team RWB is an organization that brings veterans and civilians together through athletic Correct. endeavors. So you don't have to be in the military. Athletic and social endeavors. Yeah, athletic and social <laughs> endeavors at Team RWB. We don't we just a, run. We have a chapter here in Clarksville that does a lot of a lot of great things as well. So I've run into quite a few, I've run into and run with quite a few people uh, in Team RWB. All right, so Steve, you got this GPS idea. We've been hinting right. around for the whole time. What is this GPS thing? that that's going on steve and, and what did you what were you so excited that you came back and like oh i got something for you what's this all about well technically ryan that was my brother so i'm okay. in business with my brother on it and for about 30 years we've run a technical integrator company mm-hmm. and what we do is we'll pull in you know off the shelf uh, technology we have a hybrid model for software development where we have a lot of hybrid engineers uh, in South Africa, we have some developers in Europe, and we have some here in America as well. You know, we also are working a lot with GPS assets. So everybody on this podcast knows about where GPS has come over the last probably two or three decades. And we've gone from these huge football-sized tracers down to where they're now in our watches. Mm-hmm. You know, all 
kind enough to carry them around in our pockets and our phone just in case an app needs to know where we're at. Um, but we, we have all these different GPSs, and we've finally come to the point where a properly designed GPS board with a long-range antenna can really be a great tracker for the, the ultra and you know, the long-range endurance running. And we can shrink that down to the point where we can comfortably tie it into our shoelaces. We could throw it into a fanny pack and nobody would actually know it's there. And so we have a great technology to build a platform from. So when Dave heard what they're trying to do, you know, the platform kind of became very, very clear, very, very quickly. And what we're doing is we're building out two platforms. The one is pointed at the ultra world. That's a timing, safety, and experience solution. The other one is a training tool. And I think for today, Ryan, we probably ought to just talk about the uh, the ultra product. Okay, gotcha. On that one. So uh, that one has three components to it. It's a timing system, it's a safety system, and then there's experience, like I had mentioned. The system is accurate enough to tell you where anybody's at within a couple meters anywhere in the world. We'll use the cell towers where we can, and if the cell service is not good, we'll bring in these high-powered routers and light up that area. So there's no longer an area where we really can't get the, uh, you know, get the data back to the, to the cloud where we need it. That eliminates all of this infrastructure. You know, we don't have to bring in timing gates, generators. A lot of that stuff goes away with the system and becomes very easy for race directors and everybody else to put it online. So we're pretty excited about that. Once we do that, the timing can be put in, in such a way that we can give all the race data. Uh, we can tell them start times, you know, split times, how far back from the, the, the uh, leaders they are. But we can also put a lot of physical stuff in there, like velocity, acceleration, uh, energy curves, and we can overlay like course maps. So racers, for the first time, can run back and look at their strategy during the course of the race. They can look at in-race strategy, which is a big thing, uh, and, and it probably will change the way the race will run. Um, so I think that we're also ultimately going to improve the performance of the racers themselves just by using the system. The second portion of it, Ryan, is the safety one, and that's the one that I'm most excited about. So yeah. given the sensitivity of, this, of the system and, and the efficacy of these tags, it's capable of detecting a fall. You know, so it's sensitive enough to detect a fall. So what we did was we basically put together a menu of options for race directors. And let's just stay with that example for now. They can say, okay, if a racer falls and they don't show any motion for 30 seconds or 60 seconds or two minutes, whatever they, they think is the right timing, I want an alarm. Um, we've heard from some race directors that, you know, reverse running is a problem. So if a participant runs more than 60 meters or whatever they think is right there, they want an alarm. Uh, off course is always a big one. You know, I hear the stories of these people that train for six, eight months, uh, get to a hundred miler, and in the middle of the night they veer off course and either have to scratch from the race or you know, their, their, their endeavor just becomes a total nightmare. And I think that's really sad. So we can push these alarms out from the cloud. We can do a text message straight into the race director's phones. We can put a screen up there and let them control the race from a, uh, from a control screen. So we can put written alarms up there. We can use voice-generated bots to call their phones if they want to do that. So there's a variety of options depending on how the race directors run their race. So let me, let me get all that yeah. straight here. That was a lot. So you're saying you have a device, and it's going to be something sounds like the size of a key fob. Maybe yep. you really wouldn't something you could stick in a in your shorts pocket, tie it to your shoelaces or whatever. That device replaces yep. all of the timing chips, timing mats, uh, all of that, and it is pretty much you're carrying this small little GPS tracker with you 
that can tell the race director on a screen where everybody is along the course. You can program it so so if someone's not moving for a certain amount of time, you can get a ping. If they go off course, you can let them know they're off course. All of that stuff in just a little tiny key fob sized GPS tracker. Is, is, was that is that everything? You're right on the money. Yeah. So the key fob tracker is about an inch and a half by you know inch to three quarters of an inch wide, depending on the tags, and less than a half an inch wide as well, or thickness wise. So that is literally the the GPS tag. And then, of course, everything else is done with software and on the in, in the cloud. So everything you said is exactly accurate, right? Wow. Okay. All right, Eric. <laughs> this is this is this is like race changing stuff. Well, I mean, look at what's happened at the last three big races. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's so cool to watch your sponsored runner and your friends too, and watching everybody race. But then there's hours where nobody knows where anybody is. Uh, There's no service. They don't know who's in first, who's in second, who's in third. Uh, Then you have another race where somebody's accused of cheating, yet the data on the watch was correct. Um, You know, then you have, uh, and I'll give you an example, um, the Tuscazor 100 race we just had last weekend. it started pouring down rain at night and the bibs were so wet and mangled that it got to the point that chips weren't reading when they were crossing the mat. And it was a nightmare for my partner, um, for my race company to go back and, and, and fix all these times and laps. And, you know, this is just a reoccurring thing, you know, for some of these races like Eagle up. I mean, it's, it's a hard race. Even though I have a timing system, I, I pay somebody to do it because it's a nightmare for a 24-hour race and people going back and forth over the mats. And, you know, this is, you know, when, when these guys approached me with this idea um, and, you know, this was something that we were, you know, we were talking about how could we how could we get into the timing world ourselves? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have to be tied up with the right people. So, again, you know, the right people at the right place at the right time came into our lives. And when he presented this and what they could do, my first thought was not about money or anything like that. It was you're going to revolutionize how race timing is done. Yes. I mean, this, this is going to solve tracking, tracking, yes. not even just not even just timing, but um, for crews. You know, a crew could be standing there at the start finish line and there's going to be a big screen TV up and somebody could say, hey, where's uh, where's Arlen Glick right now? And we can type in his bib number and he'll pop up on the map on the screen and they'll show exactly where he's at, how fast he's running, what his splits are. And to take it even a step farther, a runner's pacer could pull up the app on their phone and they can see where the runners are behind them. So if if a, the guy in first was like, if, if Arlen was like, hey, how far back is second place? The guy could pull up the timing system on his phone, on his app, his pacer, and put in the guy's number and see exactly where he's at and how fast he's running. Okay. Does that, I mean, it changes, changes everything. everything. Okay. This is a game changer. It's this, a huge game changer. This is this is a sport changing technology. How far away are we from this being a reality for race directors that 
you know, use their race through UR Ultra and ask for this timing system. How long are we waiting before this thing's a reality? Yeah, so that's insightful stuff there, Ryan. We are, we, the software is developed, you know, so right now we're testing the different tags. We want to have a number of different tags to, uh, to choose from. So we're testing those. And then we'll finalize brushing up the site, making it look pretty, and we're ready to launch next spring. That's our target right now. Do you we're have test it? Uh, we have a hundred miler coming up next month, just a little 50 person, hundred miler that we donate the money to uh, whispering grace horse farms for okay. their uh, veteran equine therapy. Um, so we're going to actually test it during that race. We're going to run it alongside chips at the same time, just to do a comparison. So it's going to be pretty cool. Wow. So, so what I was, all of that was, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's incredible. I mean, to think about all of the problems that solves, if it works exactly like you say it's going to work, Steve, that solves a whole lot of problems in spectating. It changes the way that we interact with races. Imagine not having to refresh a Twitter feed or sit through, you know, four hours of video coverage of just the leaders and be able to go to your website, go to URUltra.com, you click on the race, and then you can just see a map and see real time you can results. see everybody not yeah. just the leaders you could get all the runners and all the racers involved yeah this is for everybody this isn't yeah. just for leaders this is for everybody right from front of the pack to back of the pack to make sure and this is going to make sure that everybody's safe um you know i mean if somebody goes off course whether it's a leader or somebody in the back of the pack their crew is going to know where they're at and if they need help somebody's going to be able to get out there to help them and that's that's the most important thing you know about this whole system for me mm -hmm. so but yeah it's just everybody's everybody's safe and everybody can have fun okay so we're testing this real soon kind of getting a real world test to see if this technology what it's going to look like where the bugs are and work that out but yeah. by next spring next summer you can have race directors will be, what do they, do they reach out to you and say, okay, we're going to host on your site. We want to use this. I mean, is, is there a name for the timing service? Doing? We're going to link it. It's all part of the URL partnership. Okay. Um, you know, I really, I really like working with these guys and uh, I like who they stand for and what they're about too, Ryan. So we're going to link it through their site, you know, so when it becomes available, uh, you know, maybe we can even jump back on with you and say, here it is. It's out there. And uh, but we'll get the word out that it's out there, but it'll link in through the UR Ultra site. Okay, so is there a name for this timing system? Yeah, we, we call it Race Tracks with an X, so okay. it tracks people. Um, you know that that could that could be modified as well, but that's the uh, development name that we've been using. That is that is absolutely absolutely fascinating, and wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, you know the the problems that it solves from both the racer perspective as well as you know the race directors, I think is. It's pretty exciting, and we have already proved the technology out. We've been running it and testing it on trucks and cars and bikers and things like that. So we did it on his brother. <laughs> we did it on his brother's bike uh, a few weeks ago, and it's pretty neat to watch him going up and down the trail. <laughs> well, you were saying earlier too, because I'm just some questions that pop up with this. You you said there's there, there, that if there's no phone service nearby you're going to put in a high-powered router into there yep yep is, we'll light it up is there is there a room for error in this like like if you're if you're seeing a runner doing something and they're claiming they're not doing this 
is this foolproof? Is this technology so good that you can say, no, obviously you did go off course this place and you cut the course short? Or is there is there is there room for error in this system? It's accurate. Say follow us. Three meters. Three so, meters. Yeah, it's accurate about three meters. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's like about ten feet in America. Yeah. Give give us that in freedom. What is that? What is that in freedom numbers? <laughs> yeah. That is absolutely incredible. Yep. And, and the battery lives are good enough, Ryan, that we can get about five days worth of, uh, of of race time out of one of these tags. And then we'll recharge it and get it ready for the next race. So it's, it's going to be something where the race director just rents this stuff and you send them a box that has all the the, the fobs that they need. And and the, the software is just something that you just go to an app with. Is that how it's how it'll work? Sure. Well, we don't want to get too d- deep into the nuts and bolts, but basically we'll download the racer participant information. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll pull it directly from the URL to a website so we know who's there, bib numbers, and things like that. We'll associate them with a tag, and then in their uh, race packet will be the tag. You know, and they can either tie it into their shoe, throw it into their bib, um, throw it into their fanny pack, whatever however they want to use it. So that's the way we'll, we'll administer this one. That's- and they are also shockproof and waterproof, which I don't think Steve said. But, you know, again, they've, they've done a great job of, of vetting out all these other things that – not every everybody might not think about that, but you know, if you're running in your Western states, you run through the water, you got this tied to your shoe, you're not having to worry about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is that is so cool. So I, I bet you that does that add a layer of difficulty for you, Brent, and you, David? Here you are trying to work all of this into your site and and to make it flow in an elegant way because you don't want a website with a bunch of links to outside places, outside places, outside places. You kind of want a one-stop shop for everything. Did this create a layer of difficulty for you? And David, do you want to take that? <laughs> um, well, we're, we're really not that far yet, but, but no, it, but no, it shouldn't. We just create a bunch of endpoints for, for Steve and Paul pulling all the information. Um, it should be nice and smooth. Wow. Okay. So that right there was all the was was the thing everyone's going to be talking about with this episode is the changing the possible very soon changing the way race directors track races, fans track races, family tracks races in race communications where I was told at Western States a couple of years ago that there was a runner five five minutes behind me and turned out no not even close to be able to right. pull that up on your app it'll change the way people pace it'll change the way people race i mean i can see so many situations where the sport changes because of this technology where you know you may have somebody they're so far behind they're going you know you may have the elites are going to go i'm so far behind i'm out you know i mean it's it's going to it's going so to change. We don't want to way. change it in a negative way. That's yeah. that's the key is not to change it in a negative way. It, right. We want it to be all positive. So, you know, it's just like with the site. We've got a lot of race directors and runners that have been coming through the site and finding a lot of positives. We found some things that need to change. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's going to kind of be like with the GPS system. There might be something on there that we need the Moglin brothers to hey this might not be a good idea to have this as a feature because this could do some damage to the sport. I mean, just, you know, as an example, you just don't know until we keep doing this a few times and, and testing out all the bugs. We just don't want this to have any negative impact 
on on a person's race. All yeah. positive. And this will be a living, breathing system, Ryan. You know, yeah. Because we develop it in house, uh, we'll be able to take input from the participants, the visitors, the race directors. You know, so we'll solicit that. And, uh, and and we want it. We want the, the bad stuff as much as we want the good stuff, probably more. Yeah. So long story short, I mean, it's a breeding system. I mean, it's like the, the the progress the sport has had. I mean, we're, there's more and more live streaming of races where we're watching, uh, you know, hours and hours of coverage of, uh, you know, races while, you know, you've got, uh, you know, like basically sportscasters, you know, talking about the races and, and some have done great jobs on it. So um, for every, you know, even the tracking systems now, if the, if they have been working to see where a runner is, so you know that they're either in front of or behind you, you know. Um, and again, we've all tried to watch somebody probably run in the last, well, either 24 hours or so or right. last, you know, year or two. Um, and wondering if they're four minutes ahead of someone or if they're about an hour behind somebody or what have you. So this is, you know, I think Eric said about, yeah, not to negatively impact the industry, but but it's it's also part of the progress of it, too. Imagine all of our thumbs and how they'll heal from having to pull your phone screen down to refresh a feed over <laughs> and over and over again. You won't yeah. have to. You're saving lots of thumbs. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to do here, Ryan. It's a thumb saving endeavor. Carpal <laughs> tunnel will be gone. Is secondary. <laughs> we can improve thumb health. That's really what we're. It's after. all about thumb health. That's what that's what UR Ultra is all about. Is, is protecting people's thumbs. We've had enough of you refreshing things. We're going to change. Not just the thumbs, but all the fingers and stuff. (laughs) The whole hand. It's all about the whole whole hand health. All right. Well, that was was the big, you know, blow the lid off, change the world, revolutionary part of the Adventure Jogger podcast. Eric and Brent, I'll I'll go to you um, for this question. Another thing that's going to make your site different is we talked about it a little bit was the donations and how you're taking portions of each race entry fee that you that normally would go in someone's pocket and giving it back. Why was that so important to you guys when developing UR Ultra? Start off in <laughs> well, when we crunch the numbers looking at the races on the other sites, the amount of money that comes in and service fees is quite astronomical to say the least. And uh, like I told you earlier, you know, I, I just looked at Brent and I'm like, brother, I, I, neither of us need that kind of money. You know, it's uh, I would be just fine <laughs> on a heck of a lot less than that. Why don't we just start plugging in charities, helping veterans, helping people, helping churches, helping whoever needs it? You know, let's. This could be so big, we could basically help everybody and anybody that we wanted or that needed it. And, and I don't know, For that was the first thought that, that popped into my head was, Brent, that's too much money. I would probably drive my Bentley off a cliff. I'll just be, <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I would rather just live frugal and be okay and comfortable and, and give a lot of it away. I just, I don't know. I, I just... Um, I could ramble on and on about this, but you know, I, I, the world's kind of a scary place right now for many people. And there's a lot of people that need help. That's the most yeah. Midwest thing you ever could have said, by the way, you know, I don't even need all that. I saw, I saw a lot of money. I'm like, I don't even need that much money. Let's give it away. You know, yeah. You know, it's, I love buying my running shoes and my race clothes. I mean, I will spend money on that stuff, but outside of that, you know, I just put some food on my table and pay my bills and let's, let's, yeah. let's make an impact. It's, 
you know, what comes around goes around, man. And, and I want to, I want to see, see some change, some positive change. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I, I've got a son with special needs and that community alone, you know, we, we have, we have tons of families that we know and we, we reach out to and we do things with and just, you know, trying to help that community as well. I'm, I'm co-president of team Hoyt, Ohio. Mm. Um, and you know, just being able to, to help that whole community as well. was huge to me. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's my main thing, you know, is seeing it's hard thing for me to talk about, but you know, yeah, that was actually the first thing that we brought up was the first thing we're going to do is set up a big fund for Lucas so if Brent uh, jumps off a cliff during a race, me and Lucas will have tons of money to just hang out with and play with, and he'll be okay. And because of okay, Steve's GPS of system, you'll know immediately that Brent's fallen off a cliff. Right. It's just a matter of how long before we send the drones down. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we send the alarm to him, too. Man. Right, yeah. right. Exactly, exactly. So what is the process like and how are you trying to convince race directors to move their races from one platform to another? Um, it's been difficult for some and not so difficult for others. You know, we've got some race directors that are, you know, big into helping veterans. Um, you know, like Scotty Comer from 10 Junk mm -hmm. Miles. Yep. You know, he's got the Badger and and a few other nice races, dots. And the first thing he said was, man, I, I let, let me put my races up there. And that's cool that you guys are giving back. Because we, what we do is um, when a race director puts a race on our site, there's a toggle button while they're building out the race or while we're building out the race. And if we just click yes, the Eagle Up or the, the, um, the Eagle Up, I'm sorry, the Team RWB logo pops up. And automatically, uh, UR Ultra will donate a percentage of every single service fee from every runner for that race. But it goes a step farther. Um, UR Ultra will then email John Fonts, who is uh, the director uh, over at Team RWB, and John will have the race director's name email, the name of the race. They'll contact them. Thank you for, you know, adding our logo. And then what RWB is going to do is they've got a, an app, a team app, an activity app, and they will put that race on their RWB app uh, within a 400 mile radius of the location of that race to draw more uh, veterans and, and non-veterans from RWB to help support that race. So they're, you know, they're being pretty active with, with, with the help that they're getting from us they're pretty active on their end. Uh, but going back to your question, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, it's been a little tough. I think people are just sitting back waiting to see what we do, uh, see how the races go, see how things work. Um, as a race director, it's kind of like having your first big race. You have a brand new race. There's a lot of people that aren't going to show up because they want to see how the first year goes, want to hear what people say about it before they drop 250 bucks on a hundred miler, you know? Right. So it's kind of like, that's kind of what it feels like right now. You know, I've got people, yes, I'm looking, I like the site. I love it. You know, I'm very interested. Let me talk to my partner. And, you know, we've got a lot of people looking, um, 
it's just it's just a matter of time i think before they realize hey it's not a bad site these guys are this is pretty good you know they're they're doing something more than just collecting paychecks you know they're 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 helping in the site you know not to sound biased but it's beautiful i mean it's very very beautiful site it's if i may add you know, eric eric talked about you know they're not just collecting a paycheck i'll be upfront and say i was you know yeah, yes i was joking around about you know me me uh being, being the money guy and loving to loving to be you know have that uh, control but i will say that you know not not a single one of us has has taken a single dollar at this point we are making sure that this company gets off the ground correctly that we are giving back what we need to give back first and foremost we i mean we all have money into it we haven't had a, had anything come back to us yet and we're we're not going to do that until we are in a position to where everyone else and everything else has been taken care of and we're in you know we are then in position to say okay now we can start taking a little bit back for ourselves to make sure you know that, that we're being paid for all the hard work that's going into this. But um, we want to make sure that, that everything and everyone is taken care of ahead of that. Uh, not, you know, not, not the five of us. Um, and then out, you know, quickly outside of team RWB, this isn't just about veterans. You know, you know, Eric mentioned earlier, there are, there are a lot of different organizations, just, you know, the same thing that Brent said that, that we want to bring their races to our side so we can give back to them. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's about a more global thing and more, more widespread thing than just veterans. You know, yes, you know, there are a ton of veterans, you know, who, who, who work at this company. Um, you know, again, Scott and I have, have family, you know, uh, my father is a veteran. Yeah. I tried, but I have tread, so they wouldn't let me in. But, um, so, uh, well, I take it back. The army said yes. And I said, no, I don't think that's going to work for me. Not the way they wanted me to do it. But, um, so, uh, sorry, Eric, I had to take that dig at you. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, so again, it is about a more wider, uh, coverage area for, you know, from our standpoint of making sure that, that we're able to give back to as many, people that are in need as possible and, um, you know, help out every possible cause that we can. So whether it's team RWB or, you know, it's MS, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boys and girls club, it just, it doesn't matter. You know, we want to make sure that, that we're there and that uh, we provide a service that is one top notch. And we do feel that it's a top notch service uh, at a price from a, a registration fee standpoint, um, or you know, our our cost standpoint, that is less than anybody else out there, um, which I do feel we are right at or below anybody else out there in the business right now. So um, it's just very important for us to get that message out there that people understand that, you know, yes, we're building this site, but we're doing it the right way, and we're doing it to help everybody, not just to help ourselves. Um, Brent, you can use this, Brandon, when you, when you want to. Um, I live in a military town. All my friends are, are in the service, either veterans or active duty. And so anytime you go somewhere, people ask you, are you military? Because they want to ask you if you need the military discount. Mm-hmm. My response is always, no. Someone had to stay behind and thank them for their service. There and I go. gladly <laughs> took on that burden. So you can just go ahead, you. <laughs> go ahead and use that one. Guys, this is amazing. Honestly, I wish you the best of luck. I can't wait until Steve's Magic. And maybe we just call it Steve's Magic instead of racetracks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Moglin Magic. Moglin Magic. Moglin Magic. That would be a horrible name. We have an entire team trying to contribute to that one there. So I'm probably the least guy of, of, of us in that. 
Come on, you got that, that's how you get famous. Steve got to take credit for that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I got a couple people that do some things, but everything's it's Steve's magic. It's Steve's. I Steve's can't. Magic. I yeah. can't wait till racetracks is up or whatever you decide to call it. That's gonna be so interesting, guys. I think you're you're bringing something different, new, revolutionary to the space. And I wish all of you the best, absolute best of luck on on this endeavor. I Thank think you. it's gonna be fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. All right, a lot of big questions asked, hopefully some answered. What is the future of ultra running going to look like in 10 years? If everybody has that racetracks technology or something like it, you will have a bib that'll just be for decoration and that little key fob, and everybody will know where you are at all times. It really could change a whole lot about ultra running. Thank you for listening to this episode, by the way. Really do appreciate it. AdventureJogger.com is where you need to go for back episodes and gear. We've got new race team hoodies to check out. Those joggers, by the way, perfect for cold weather running. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.